What was the relationship like with your dad? This podcast, Military Veteran Dad, is brought to you by the Business of Fatherhood, an effort by me to help you become a better dad. By helping dads create a lasting feeling of change on the inside, help them grow through generational trauma, and by redefining the definition of living. There is more to life than being alive. Find out more information about this, head on over to bencloy.com or check out the Business of Fatherhood podcast on any and all platforms. Dory 1, this is Fireteam Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Welcome back to Military Veteran Dad. I'm your host, Ben Colloy, and welcome to our part two series on deployments and specifically coming home. And today's episode is titled Building Bridges, which talks about a particular type of bridge that I ask you to build in your relationships, in your house, and within yourself to understand where you need to go, how you need to figure it out, and what you need to do to get there. If you are enjoying this part and this particular series on deployments, please share with a friend. This information only gets out to commands and military units who are deployed or are coming home if you share it. I am connected, but I am not well-connected enough that this can get to the people on the front lines of deployments to have the most impact. Guys, without further ado, let's get started with part two of our deployment series on coming home. Welcome to part two of this deployment series on coming home, a specific set of content designed to help you make that emotional transition home. This podcast, as I mentioned in part one, is born out of this idea that we come home from war wherever we are essentially deployed, whether on TAD, whatever it may be in the military, we come home from that, but we don't really come home. We're there, but we're really not. In this particular part of this course, we are going to dive into building bridges. Now, there's a couple different kind of bridges that we're gonna be talking about, but the overall theme to navigate through this, to make those journeys through what you need to go through, you need to build bridges. And let's start with the big one and what I call the empathy bridge. Now, this one, you know, and you can feel it, but you don't necessarily know the how. So essentially, an empathy bridge is an understanding of how each other's lives transposed and went forward while you weren't there. Let me say that one more time. An empathy bridge is essentially building an understanding of what transversed while you weren't there. What did your spouse and partner go through while you were gone what if you were the spouse listening to this what if what did your partner go through wherever they were what did they experience wherever they were at and what was that like what emotion did you have to walk through what were some of those feelings of isolation that maybe you felt understanding this is so critical in building bridges going forward now the most pivotal one is the one with your spouse but the secondary bridge in the empathy bridge category is the one with your kids. Because as I talked about in part one, life happened for them while you weren't there. Life happened for you while they weren't there to even play with you or whatever it may be. Understand that you need to understand what their world was like. It is critical in your world to understand what you missed 
I talked about the credit card of time in part one, that credit card of time is something you need to focus on building and paying back with interest. But, however, big but, however, here, understanding where to invest it, what you missed, and what emotions have not been processed. That's essentially one of the key outcomes of an empathy bridge is because both people on either sides of the bridge still lived life and in many cases went into this survival mode that they didn't get to feel what they needed to feel because they didn't have time to feel what they needed to feel. Your partner might not have had the time to feel what they needed to feel when that particular moment happened and she just had to muscle through it, push through it. And to me, that is something that has to be unpacked. And the empathy bridge kind of takes inventory of that. It goes through these different moments when you're describing them. And sometimes these can, can rush into new emotions that maybe you haven't felt before. Something else when someone is unpacking what their life was like, don't ask with judgment. Don't ask questions with why. Don't ask questions of, man, you should have did it like this. The most important thing to bring is a flashlight. And I say a flashlight because a flashlight allows you to be curious. It allows you to understand what they're going through. Be curious on what was that like. Ask more questions to get more detail. There are many ways to do that and asking more questions to get that deeper understanding, to get to those feelings that they need to feel is so important to come home emotionally. So empathy bridge is the big idea that I want you to take away from this part. All the other bridges flow down from the empathy bridge. We're going to be talking about building a bridge of communication. The next bridge that we want to go through is the bridge of communication. Now, communication may sound very nonchalant. It may sound very stereotypical. And it may sound very like cookie cutter, like, oh, great, cookie cutter communication. Here we go. When I say the word communication bridge, what I want you to think about is a toolbox a tool set that allows you to navigate different scenarios. Communication, understanding, essentially kind of a little bit of command and control is understanding who has priority, who is in control in these different moments, and how those situations can traverse. Because what you don't initially start with here, and we're going to dive into this in part three, what you don't start with is back to 50-50 parenting. There is a process to downshift those modes and to shift up your ability to have some authority back in the family. It's not a light switch. Just because you're home doesn't mean you are the best person to answer what's going on at school. Just because you're home doesn't mean you're the best person to say whether they can go do something. You haven't been there. and You don't want to just jump back in and think that your way or the highway type mindset. And this is why a bridge of communication is so critical because it allows you to focus on not judging, focus on an understanding and understanding the tools that you need to get through this. Some of the basic tools that I want you to remember, and I'm gonna, these are really basic, but they are some of the most sharpest tools that you could have in the box. Always remember the golden ratio. You have two ears and one mouth. God gave us that ratio for a reason to remind us to listen more twice than we speak. Another one, always remember the acronym WAIT. WAIT stands for Why Am I Speaking? Because in the context of why you're speaking, you're also eliminating this over-talking that you need to share and talk and control everything. If you're talking 
from a place of ego, the weight acronym will almost always catch it because your ego is wired to keep you smart. Your your ego is wired to project this moment of strength. But often our ego is not leading, especially in this case, it's not going to be your best friend because it's going to be a protection mechanism for all the things that maybe you haven't unpacked yet that we are just beginning to unpack. Know that, wait, why am I talking? Is that reminder for your ego. On this bridge of communication, I also want you to become a detective like I talked about in part one. Recognize patterns of communication. Because recognizing patterns like when you've been in an argument twice or three times or four, having the awareness that you're in a pattern allows you to make a new choice to interrupt it. So let's rehash here a little bit. We've got an empathy bridge that allows us to reconnect, to understand the world in a way that we weren't there, to understand that they learned to do life without you. They needed you, but they had to get through it without you. Asking questions like, where can I best support you? Or realizing that you might be in the way. Empathy bridges allows you to pull back. It allows you to see your place within the home, where you've been, where they've been, and trying to build this mutual understanding in the middle that builds a cohesive bridge where then you can both begin to move forward. One of the most important things that I've learned about the empathy bridge is that to try and to regain momentum in your relationship, your family, your relationship with your kids, your spouse, partner, is understanding and when you're until you get to the same spot emotionally and kind of catch up on what was lost behind, it's very difficult to move forward. Because often what you'll have is one person is living in the past and one person is trying to pull in the future. And you might already feel this sometimes when the past keeps getting pulled up, that you weren't there or you don't understand. In those moments, it's just an expression of something that hasn't been healed. Something from a resentment is still surfacing. And the idea of the empathy bridge is to get through those resentments, to understand them, to talk about them so they're not festering and they're not meant as tools and conversations where they don't fit and don't belong. So it is an important fundamental beginning mindset of how you communicate going forward, which leads us to our second one that we talked about, the communication bridge. Understanding that when you're creating communication, there's a set of tools for it, just like in the military. Follow those tools, understand what works, what doesn't. Listen two times more than you talk. Remember, why are you talking? Because often your ego which is mostly where you're talking from, is trying to protect you from where you are. In conclusion, I want to give you one final thought before we move on to the next part. That there is often a description that I've heard mentioned from dads. In this case, this particular dad was living in Texas. And he used this analogy of being deployed to Texas and his home was in Afghanistan deployed to Texas, and his home was in Afghanistan. Now, this particular dad, no matter who it is, it applies to so many dads because they feel out of place at home. It was the one thing I mentioned in part one that they one thing they wanted this entire time, and now it's here. And they feel deployed there, and they felt more home where they came from. This switch is essentially a disconnect of understanding. If you feel deployed to your own home, that's essentially a giant warning signal 
you're not building empathy, you're not learning to communicate, and you're letting your ego hide all the things that you don't want to talk about. Because kids are uncontrolled emotions. They are untethered, unregulated, and in many cases have only been here five, seven, eight years on this planet Earth. They do not have all the skill sets that you do to manage life, but yet we expect them to. And if you haven't gone through your own journey to figure out yourself, to understand what these trigger points are that you might be dealing with, to build empathy with others, you're not going to be able to cross that threshold emotionally. You're always going to feel like you're deployed to your home and that you felt more comfortable when you were at war than you do in your own homes. It's one of the first seeds of thought that begin to get oxygen that allows dad to take his own life. If you are in this spot, if that resonated with you, please stop this course and reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline. 1-800-273-8255 and then select one. Or you can text 838-2525 to start a confidential chat. I'm here to help you get through and get emotionally home. But if you're having that thought of being deployed to your own home, you need to reach out to your local VA center, reach out to a crisis center, because you are a man in crisis. Whether you feel that or not, that thought of being deployed to your own home is the first indicator of something that could tragically take your life and change the family tree forever. In the next part, we're going to dive into some tool sets to navigate conversations with your kids, to talk about navigating some trigger points in the conversation with your kids and also your spouse, and also recognizing some of those patterns and some tools to interrupt them. That concludes part two, and I'll be back again with you in part three.